wait is over. Is over. Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Binge Buster Show. Big, big uh, week going on this week in uh, pro wrestling and rock and roll. And uh, we're going to get into that right away. I want to bring on my co-host right now. I'm talking about none other than Mr. Rock and Roll Playboy himself, Chris Plano. Chris, what is going on? Woo, terrific, Tony. We are back. I'm excited about tonight's show. We have a lot to talk about. Professional wrestling. We're talking about stadium rock concerts, tours, and everything else in between. And we're in the month of June, and boy, the temperatures are surely heating up. Yeah, uh, it really is. And, uh, man, uh, everybody's chomping at the bit. And, uh, you know, uh, after two after two years, we've, we've been planning out this stadium tour, and it looks like uh, we're one day away uh, from, the, uh, from, the, from the show starting uh, tomorrow. Uh, the stadium tour opens up, and uh, they're playing in Atlanta. And I know you and I had had hopes of going down there, but uh, unfortunately, scheduling uh, comes into play. So uh, we're not going to be at, in Atlanta, but we're definitely going to be in Charlotte just in a couple of weeks. And we'll get more into that a little bit later, Chris. But, uh, man, lots of rumors and innuendos going on uh, in the wrestling world, uh, you know, um, and and the binge buster show is not a sh- I, my my podcast is not to throw dirt on anybody, uh you know we 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 try to stay positive, uh but two uh two huge wrestling um personalities making the news this week, uh Chris I'll, I'll let you tell yours first and then I'll tell mine, uh but what is the big uh the the big scandal that uh not scandal but the the big uh uh, news that uh, you found out. Boy, Tony, you know, hey, it broke, uh, oh, what were you into? Uh, Wednesday here, it broke um, um, just the, earlier this week about Jeff Hardy, you know, one half of the, the, the tag team champions of both, you know, the AEW, WWE, they've held tag team championships all over the world, the Hardy boys. Jeff Hardy, you know, you know, Tony, you got to shake your head a little bit back in, Trouble again, it, it, you know. It seems just when you think he's uh, he's he's cleared a hurdle and and back on the right path, he's uh, you know getting pulled over by law enforcement again. Not not once, not twice, but now a, a third. You know, a DUI in, in the state of Florida uh, for, for for Jeff Hardy, and, and and what makes it even worse, he was driving you know with with, with without a license, a license that was actively uh, revoked. As well, which you know really puts more salt in the wound, you know, and 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 really for Matt and Jeff, they were currently in a major angle within all elite wrestling, and also doing many many independent wrestling show appearances as well. And and, and now in the state of Florida, you know, Jeff's got himself really in, in a humdinger this time, and uh, boy, three times in less than ten years. Getting a DUI, uh, he's going to have to have some real good legal representation uh, on on this go around. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on that, Chris. Uh, he's he's definitely gonna gonna have to lawyer up on this one. Uh, but I I do know I, I saw the release from Tony Khan. Uh, Tony uh, suspended uh, Jeff uh, mm-hmm. with with no pay. Uh, but, but said if, if, if he goes to rehab, uh, he'll, de- you know, he'll give me his contract back. Uh, I would, and I, and I, I, you know, Jeff and, and, and I've met Jeff and, um, and, and he's such a nice, wholesome down to earth guy. Um, and I, and, you know, I'm definitely pulling for him. I really believe that, that he's going to make it through here. But I think at this point in time, this this is the moment where he's got to put everything in his heart, mind, and soul into um, beating these demons and getting uh, his life back together. Absolutely, um, you know his, you know, his blood alcohol content, you know, was supposedly 
a little more than three times the legal limit, which was, you know, 0.8 in, which is in most all 50 states now within the United States. He blew, I believe, a 0.25 or something along that line. I believe I'm pretty close. And, you know, Tony, and I, I know you need, I know we have several subjects to talk about, but you want to go out and have a good time and, and, and you want to, to get in, right. and you want to get intoxicated. Great. That's great. But he has all the legal right to do that. And any adult has a legal right to do that. But you make the decision at that point then to get behind the wheel. And right. then you're making a decision as an adult, whether you're a superstar on television every week or you're the guy down the road working for minimum wage or, or anything in between or a CEO of a company or, or whatever it might be, you know, you're not only putting your own life in danger, you're putting other lives in danger as well. And you know, Jeff's on a course and if he doesn't get straightened out outside of the ring here, whatever that takes, he's going to need a lot of support from his family, from friends, yes. from his brother, from, from everyone. It's not just him. And you, you, you know, if someone doesn't get a handle on this, you know, either Jeff or some other innocent people somewhere down the road are going to be really, really severely affected because of decisions that he's making on the road. And, you know, Tony, whether he's in Florida driving back to North Carolina or just around town, whatever he's doing, he's got so much money as it is. I mean, there's just so many options out there today where you don't have to get behind the wheel yeah. of a car. If you've been drinking or under yeah. the influence and it, it just baffles my mind a little bit because a lot of this could have been totally unavoidable and I just think it's a, 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 just making un, you know, inhibited decisions under the influence is, is costing him an exorbitant. This is going to cost him an exorbitant amount of money. This go around and you just don't know when, when it stops. But um, yeah, for Jeff Hardy, you know, not the best of news. He refused treatment in the WWE. He says he's going to get treatment here with AEW. That remains to be seen, but it's going to be a long road ahead, even even beyond the treatment for him, you know, just staying sober. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but I, I, like I said, I, I think if 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 he can get uh, the the much needed help that he needs and mm -hmm. deserves, um, I do believe that he'll come out on the other side. Uh, but it's very 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 unfortunate time. Uh, because I believe he and Matt were signed to have a ladder match, uh, a tag match or something like that on AEW, uh, you know, this, 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 this week. Uh, and unfortunately I believe, um, uh, that match, you know, the Hardys were taken out of it and, and Matt was placed in something else. Um, but, uh, here at the bench buster show, we do nothing more, but wish Jeff the absolute best yep. and hope and, and pray that, um, that everything uh, works out the way it should now. Here's my dirt, uh, Chris. That I mm -hmm. just uh, I just found out right right before we uh, started recording our podcast. Um, uh, as as we hear this classic music playing in the background, um, we uh, the uh, the Washington Post is reporting that Vince McMahon agreed to pay an ex WWE employee after an alleged affair. Um, what what has been told is. Um, the investigation reported that uh, that that they are uh, uncovered several older agreements related to misconduct claims that a former uh, female WWE employee uh, brought up against uh, Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. Uh, the board also found that Vince McMahon paid this person three million dollars. Um, and, uh, but unfortunately the board found this out because they received a series of anonymous emails, uh, from somebody claiming to be the friend of this woman and they pretty much blew the whistle on this. Uh, Chris, I mean, WWE is a, uh, a major, uh, national traded company, uh, on the stock market. Um, and, uh, I, I actually own a few shares of it myself 
And you have to understand uh, WWE is not, you know, it's not a, re- a technical quote wrestling company anymore. It's an entertainment company. It's publicly traded. Uh, and, and you have to make sure your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed. Um, Chris, I mean, this, this right here could, could really spell, um, disaster for, uh, for, uh, the, uh, the, uh, chairman of the board. Well, <laughs> yeah, Mr. McMahon as known as the chairman of the board, this is not in today's society with, with everything that's just examined under a microscope. Tony today with, with, with national news and social media and everything else out there. This is not good news for the McMahon family. Uh, not good news uh, for WWE. And yes, it is a publicly traded company on the New York stock exchange. Um, uh, you know, this, you know, I, I'm sure this is catching some people off guard. Um, this is something that is probably not going to be going away very soon now that it's out there. Um, and, uh, people are wanting to get down to the nitty gritty before this is all, all said and done. But, uh, Vince McMahon definitely, um, could be facing, uh, you know, not only charges against, uh, you know, the individual, you, you know, that may be suing him at this point or were charges against the individual, but also further charges as, as well on, on, on potentially a federal, and, uh, and, 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 and state level. Uh, so, uh, you know, this not good for outside of the ring news from the McMahon family. And, uh, I don't know if I'd want to be at the table talking to his wife, Linda either. Right. Yeah. Me neither. Um, it's definitely going to be, and it, it, it almost makes you wonder, uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago, we, we, we heard that Stephanie McMahon, uh, took a leave of absence and you got to wonder, uh, was was part of that part of this rumor uh one of the reasons why she chose to take that leave of absence i mean there's so many unanswered questions that i'm sure it's going to come out um, I, as the days believe, and weeks go by i believe it was reported publicly that stephanie was taking time off to address family matters or some situations i was just thinking it might have been just with her personally and kids and, and, and triple H, but it could be a little deeper. Yeah. Um, than, than that. And, uh, um, obviously Shane has been off TV for a good while now, other than some spot appearances here and there. And you really haven't seen Linda McMahon on at, at all recently. And outside of Vince making a few pop in appearances here and there, but he really hasn't been on, to my knowledge, recently, maybe even as even before WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, but uh, it's definitely going to going to be uh, something to see and see how this plays out. And uh, again, man, uh, you know you do, you you don't want to see anybody in in, the, in some trouble. So let's definitely uh, hope that uh, that uh, Vince McMahon's lawyers, uh, who who I who, who I know. Uh, is some of the best lawyers in the business. Um, uh, his um, uh, Vince's um, attorney Jerry McDivitt um, is has, has taken over the, uh, the the suit, and so we're hoping in, uh, that uh, that he get that worked out and uh, clear, hopefully clear Mr. McMahon's name um, and figure out what is really going on here. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's going to be something to see. Uh, now, Chris, um, I want to I want to go move on to a new segment um, on the Binge Buster Show. Uh, fans, um, if if uh, if if any listeners out there uh, follow Chris uh, every uh, every Thursday, is it Thursday or Friday? Chris will go on yep. his Facebook and kind of give everyone an update on where uh, to see live music at and who's playing and. Uh, so I thought it'd be a great a great addition to our show uh, as we add in this new segment called Plano's Live Music Pulse. Uh, this is the debut of this show, and uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> we're gonna play your music in the background, man. So what I like to, like like to do is uh, turn the microphone over to you for. 
Plano's uh, live music pulse for this week. Um, take it away, Chris. Wow, Tony, thank you uh, very much. And, and for the fans uh, out there listening, yes, I do put out a weekly um, music blog on my Facebook page at Chris Plano. Trying to highlight all the local music scene in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And, and not just the music scene, but also kind of the places to check out where I feel are the best places to watch music locally, both from an acoustic standpoint, from just uh, an overall uh, venue setting standpoint. So there's other things that go into my selections for the week. But as we know, Tony, a big, big concert coming to Charlotte. This Friday night at PNC Music Pavilion, Kid Rock is back in town in Charlotte this Friday with, with Grand Funk Railroad. And uh, PNC is definitely going to be hopping this Friday night. That is the marquee show to check out this weekend. And I know, I know Tony, you know a lot of his hits. Yes, uh, definitely. Chris, uh, Kid Rock, is uh, uh, he, he, he's up there as, as one of my, uh, my all-time favorite um artist um you know he started out doing the rap uh, the, i call it the rap rock but he's doing that and uh now he's ventured out and done done a few country songs and uh man who who could forget that great duet uh that that, that he came out with you know, probably what 20 years ago 15 years ago mm-hmm. um picture with cheryl crow and man that that song blew up and uh uh, but uh, but I'm excited to have uh, Kid Rock here in uh, in the Carolinas, and uh, man, it's it's going to be a, a great weekend. I know the Binge Buster Show we usually talk a lot about wrestling, but this week um, we are going to touch on some wrestling. But uh, the show's mm-hmm. going to mostly be dedicated to the two year uh, wait is finally over, and uh, we are getting ready to uh, just in two weeks. Uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Uh, they they um, invade Panther Stadium here in the Queen City of Charlotte. And, Chris, it's going to be a show for the ages. Yes, it is. The stadium tour is finally here. The The long await is, is over. Uh, Tony, last you and I checked, all the bands are already in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Classic Act, Classic Act, excuse me, are in town the day before. The stage is set up. I mean, uh, Atlanta's going to be on fire tomorrow night with this stadium tour, and it's going to be the first of many cities that they're going to be hitting through the month of uh, September. And uh, Motley Crue has some history in Atlanta. Man. As they, well, with they, one of their most famous songs. Yes, they do. <laughs> as, they as do. Well. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's definitely going to be, uh, something to see. And, uh, and of course, once, once we get into the podcast, uh, I'll share some, some thoughts with you, uh, Chris and the listeners at home. Uh, now, before we, uh, get into the, uh, to the main event of our podcast, uh, I'm, I'm going to, everyone's talking about the, uh, Ric Flair, uh, coming out of retirement one last match. Uh, mm-hmm. taking place in Nashville, Tennessee, just uh, here in the next uh, few weeks as well. Uh, one of the uh, other uh, hints I'm going to drop on who Ric Flair's opponent is going to be in this one. Uh, these guys uh, pretty much uh, tore anytime they had a match, whether it was a very first match that was televised on television um, or – up up until the very last time that they wrestled wrestled each other, um, this guy was synonymous with Ric Flair, um, almost as much as Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So um, it's definitely going to be a great um, a great event. Uh, if uh, if you can't be in Nashville to, to witness that, uh, there is a website that you can go on. I'm, I'm not going to get that website here on our podcast because, um, well. We don't pay them; they don't pay us, so we're not gonna we're not gonna promote it. Uh, other than the fact to tell you people to make sure that you um, you know go go check out Flair's uh, f- Facebook page. Uh, he's got all kind of information about that upcoming event. Uh, also, Chris Rick Flair was here back in Charlotte. I saw uh, on his uh, Facebook page 
uh, he and Wendy Barlow had taken a picture out in front of uh, uh, one of the uh, nice restaurants there in South Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I think he was in town to see uh, one of Wendy's uh, children graduate high school. So uh, uh, it was great having having the Nature Boy back here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, his former hometown. Uh, but as most of you know, now he makes his home in Tampa, Florida. Uh, seems like a lot of wrestlers go there, huh, Chris? Ho Hogan was there. Yeah, Savage, Hogan, you know. Brutus Beefcake, right? All yeah. those guys. Yeah, but uh, what, B. Brian Blair and yeah, uh, Steve Kern, right? Now all those yeah. guys, man, they're yeah. down that way. Florida is like a hotbed. Always has been a hotbed for wrestling. And uh, from what Flair talks about, Tampa is a good place to live. Uh, I know mm-hmm. um, I didn't get it. The last time I was in Florida a couple of years ago, I wanted to check it out, but a hellacious storm came up. I did get to go down to uh, Clearwater Beach, and I checked, uh, and I got to check out Hogan's Hangout, uh, Hogan's Beach Shop, and uh, I saw it both of them for about two minutes because literally, guys, a torrential downpour. Out there. Chris, I, I thought I was in the middle of a hurricane that that rain and what wind that was coming in so hard and fast. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, hopefully, you know, uh, next year maybe I can make another trip down to Florida and we can check that out. But uh, definitely something to see um, the Ric Flair reunion or the the Ric Flair uh, final match is uh, is going to be uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. So uh, make sure you check it out and tune in next week as I will have a a much more clearer hint um but I, I think if most people are diehard rick flair fans uh or even wrestling fans in general the two hints i've threw out over the last couple of weeks should tell you who that gentleman's going to be i'm excited about that now it's time uh we're going to take a quick little break and when we come back chris and i are going to finally get to talk about uh the long-awaited two-year wait of the stadium tour coming to you this summer uh, from uh, Live Nation and uh, and all the, the top bands, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett. We'll be right back right after this, fans. Def Leppard, Motley Crue, the stadium tour with Poison and Joan Jett of the Blackhearts. Get tickets now at Live Nation. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. All right, fans, we are back. Chris, man, just 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 hearing that that little thirty second commercial, uh, it's got the, the the hairs of my arms and back of my neck standing up. And man, after two years, I am ready to go to the the stadium tour. Tony, we are here. The long away, I, I mean, the announcement seemed like it was so long ago that these bands are all forming together, and, and now the reality, we've, we've survived COVID-19, the ups and downs. There was even a, a period of time where people even thought, was this tour going to even happen? And now it is going to happen. The bands are ready to go. They're fired up. They've been practicing. It, it's going to be something that I think you will never, ever see again. Yeah, as it comes to these bands from the '80s, um, you know, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, you're even you're going to get a little bit of everything, and you're going to get six, seven hours if you get in there when this thing starts uh, around four o'clock in the afternoon. You're going to get six, seven hours of of rock and roll music, and if your ears aren't left blaring, I don't know what would be. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm super pumped up about it. Uh, the back the backstory on this um, tour uh, was um, back on December the fourth, twenty nineteen. Uh, the stadium tour was announced by Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard, and uh, Joan Jett. They were all on hand uh, on uh, Sirius XM as they held the press conference um and uh and 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 talked about it but definitely chris um what what really got the stadium tour kicked off was uh the 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 great netflix documentary or movie the dirt uh which which is uh the uh the movie about the life of motley crew uh and if you haven't had a chance to watch that yet you definitely you either a don't have netflix or b living living under a rock but 
go check it out. I highly recommend it. But when that movie came out, um, it was like it opened up doors to uh, younger people that didn't get a chance to see Motley Crue because they had retired, you know, back in 2015 um, or 2016. Actually, was the last uh, uh, the, the last time they played. Um, but um, you know, a, a, a lot of younger kids didn't have that chance to see Motley Crue, and once they saw the movie, they're like, "Damn, we missed out." So I think uh, that helped Motley Crue to decide, hey, you know, we need to get back together. We need to do this tour. And, Chris, I, I can't help but, but believe that had COVID-19 uh, not came out, this stadium tour would have sold way more tickets than what it already has. Not saying it hasn't sold a lot because it has, but I think uh, if COVID-19 hadn't crushed it uh, two years ago, um, there's no telling how big this, this tour would have gotten. Oh, no, co- correct. You know, at this point, they're fulfilling the stadium tour here in, in the U.S. and, and, and some candidate, Canada dates that they do have on the books right now. Who knows how big this could have gotten from a worldwide standpoint? Not really sure um, at, at, at this point. But, yes, has COVID had an effect on the tour? Absolutely. It's had an effect across the music industry from top to bottom. And, you know, can they still sell tickets to me now on showtimes? Absolutely. But prices are also at a premium as well in certain markets, uh, you know, across the U S depending on where they're playing size of venue and, and, and which days they're playing on. But, you know, it's going to be monumental it's going to be great. I, I'm glad the tour is going to happen. I'm excited. Um, you know, you know, for the fans, they're going to get a, a sprinkle of, of, of each band. And that's really, I believe, what the tour is all about. Motley Crue and Def Leppard are, are alternating every other show as the, as the headliner. Uh, Def Leppard will kick it off tomorrow night in Atlanta as the headliner. Then they'll go to Motley Crue and then back to Def Leppard and, and, and so forth and so on. It'll be great for the fans, and 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 who knows how much longer these bands are going to be touring. You know, I mean, that's the big thing. What what is beyond this tour uh, for these bands? Right. You know, especially Motley Crue, who said five six years ago, "This is it." You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and 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 you know, talking about that, Chris, um, I w- I was really hoping to be able to make it down to Atlanta for uh for opening night because uh as as everyone knows i've talked about this before on the podcast but i'll mention it one more time um i saved up my money for a year and uh sold and i sold some some pretty um some some really some really really cool collectible things that i had to raise money to go out to la which which was definitely one, one of my my childhood dreams um but not many people and I'm very proud of this, but not many people can say, "Hey, I um, I uh, I went out and I got to see my favorite band play their final show in their hometown," um, and I got to do that um, just to, you know, about, like I said, 2015, 2016. Uh, I got to go out to LA for the first time. Uh, I got to walk down Sunset Boulevard and stand in front of the whiskey, uh, the the. Uh, the, uh, the whiskey and the rainbow uh, and dude uh, and, and got to walk, walk like behind the um, whiskey and see Motley Crue's uh, the infamous Motley Crue apartment. And uh, man, I just uh, took, took a few days and went out there uh, with, with one of my high school buddies and uh, man, we, we lived it up. And, um, and of course at the time I didn't know a whole lot about LA uh, like I do now. So I missed out on a whole bunch of other stuff, but but man, we had a blast. Uh, I even ran into uh, Je- uh, Jeff Tremaine, the producer of the of Jackass, which incidentally he was also the producer of the Dirt, and he was also the producer of the home video that they made of the final show. Um, and I and and, I, and Chris, I, I can't even go on this podcast and put into words. Um, just what it was like. Cause like I have seen Motley Crue play in Greensboro and Charlotte, um, Winston Salem, North Carolina, um, you know, over the years, but 
<laughs> seeing Motley Crue play in Los Angeles, their hometown, mm-hmm. it was just like it, that, that's on a different level. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was like it was like being uh, being at at the um, you know uh, Greensboro Coliseum when Starcade came to town and Flair came out. I mean, it, it was it was it was big like that, uh, and and it was amazing. And that night, uh, Chris, I remember I texted you um a photograph of where um you know the the uh the uh, of of the stage after the the show had ended and it was like it, it was it was like the stage blew up confetti everywhere the lights were down mm-hmm. but you could still see the drums and the pas and mm-hmm. stuff and i remember you texting me back and going uh you uh said something like end of the end of an era has finally came and uh and all those years man went by i thought man i'll never see motley crew again and here we are 2022 here we are and and we're just a day away from opening night and two weeks away from uh from you and i partying in the queen city uh and and hopefully doing a live podcast or maybe not in a podcast but but at least a a live facebook feed um Mm -hmm. of, of, of the show so super excited about that uh, but but let's get back into this stadium tour as far as how how important it is. Um, the opening date is June the sixteenth. Uh, they're opening there in um, in Atlanta, uh, and it looks like as of right now, the last show on the bill is going to be September the ninth uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, another another cool place I've been. Um, but Chris, like you said earlier on. Uh, Def Leppard, Molly Crew, uh, alternating night by night on who's closing which town. Um, unfortunately for us, and we're and I'm not knocking Def Leppard, but uh, Charlotte Def Leppard is closing out the show. Uh, but uh, for us, Chris, that means that we might be able to get out of the building a little sooner. Yeah, Tony, this is going to be an interesting tour. I mean, let's be honest, this is going to be a marathon each city that they hit, uh, the opening, opening act classless, um, act comes on just a little bit before 4 PM. Then Joan jets up next, you know, she's off early. If you want to see Joan jet, you better be in the building early because if you waltz in around seven, eight o'clock, you're going to be, you know what? Yep. And that's the same for poison as well. Um, I mean, I believe if we, we have gotten some privy to some set list times, you and I ahead of time, it, Looks like Poison's off the stage around uh, seven o'clock ish, and 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 uh, so you really need to plan accordingly if you want to see some of the earlier bands, uh, because then they're rolling into Motley Crue, Def Leppard, or Def Leppard Motley Crue, depending on who is uh, closing. Pretty much from seven thirty up to the eleven o'clock uh, curfew time, uh, depending on what city you're you're hitting, um, but. You know, Def Leppard and Motley Crue have loyal followings. I, I don't want to say that the fans are oh so similar, but they are at the same time kind of a little bit different as well. I mean, it would not surprise me to see some Motley Crue fans leave early if Def Leppard is closing or maybe a little bit through their set. It would not surprise me vice versa if some Def Leppard fans were leaving if Motley Crue was closing, it's nothing against either band, but I think some of that is going to be lingering out there, uh, uh, just by the audiences that they, uh, that they draw. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, uh, there is a Facebook page that, that Chris and I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we, 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 I wish I'd found it sooner, but I found it the other day, but it's called the stadium tour. Uh, and if you go on there right now, 20, 23 minutes ago, someone just uploaded a sneak peek, Chris, of the stage. I'm looking at it right now as we speak. And mm-hmm. man, my goodness, man, what I wouldn't do to be able to be in Atlanta tomorrow night for opening night. It, it the, the stage looks looks tremendously huge. Uh, big screens, laser lights, man, speakers galore. Uh, dude, this this show is going to be one for the ages, and I'm excited that we finally are going to be able to go there. Um, 
want to break down yeah. uh, a couple things, Chris, real quick. Sure. I'm, I'm going to get 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 your thought, okay, uh, from each band. So as and we're going to start off with uh, with Poison. So over the years, I know you have seen Poison a lot, just like I have. A lot. What what tour do you think was the absolute best that 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 you remember going to? Oh, that I remember going to Tony. You know, I'm gonna go to like when they went on that 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 tour in the early 2000s, the Power to the People tour. I I have to agree because that that was mine too. You know, they were still playing deep cuts on that tour that Poison does not play today. Um, and, 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 and they were really into it with the fans. They're into it with the fans every tour. Don't, don't get me wrong. But that particular tour sticks out because the hits, the, peop- the girls were still going crazy. Now we're talking Poison of 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> here when we say that tour. So again, they're all in a different age bracket. Brett Michaels is like 39, 40 years old versus now he's, he's, he's pushing 60, you know? So, you know, you know, the girls were still going crazy, you know, much more, not that they don't go crazy today. They do, but it's a different, it was a different era. That tour sticks out to me amongst all the times that I've seen Brett solo um, and I've seen obviously Brett with, with poison as well with that tour that I saw, I believe two or three times that year, uh, definitely sticks out to me. And one of the stops was Charlotte. Yeah. And incidentally, Chris, I'll tell you a cool story behind that. Um, during that, that tour, um, I was a traveling salesman. I was on the road all the time, uh, early twenties, man. I was, I was having the time of my life and, um, I was driving down the road. I was driving. I got up that early that morning at like 4 a.m., hit the road. I was driving up up um, I-40 going up to western North Carolina, and they had announced that Best Buy in Hickory, North Carolina, that if you went there that day uh, and bought the, the CD, Power to the People, you could get a free ticket to the concert. And the concert was, uh, if, if I remember, I believe that was like on a Tuesday that the album was released and they were playing Charlotte that Saturday. And if you went to the best buy there in Hickory at the mall, um, and purchased the, um, the, the album, uh, you, uh, you, uh, with, with that, you got a, a free ticket to the concert. And, um, I remember going up there and, um, and of course the, 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 the young girl that was ringing me up, uh, I bought the CD and I said, Hey, uh, I heard on the radio that if I buy the CD, I, I can get a free ticket to the concert. And she said, yeah. And, um, and so anyway, I, I flirted, I flirted with her a little bit, Chris, imagine that I flirted with her a little bit mm-hmm. and ended up, she gave me six tickets instead of one. Um, so, oh man, you yeah, scored. yeah. So, so she gave me six tickets. So what I ended up doing was at the time, uh, I was, I was, I, you know, I was running my little wrestling company that I had. So, um, me and, and, uh, and my cousin Mark and my cousin John and my friend Kenny, us four went. And then at the, at the gate, <laughs> I sold the other two tickets for a hundred bucks, <laughs> 50 a piece. So, um, I, I did pretty good. I, I did pretty good. Um, and then, uh, end up running into you there. And that, that was the first time yeah. you and I had saw each other. Uh, yeah, in, in I, a yeah long I remember time. it. Yeah. You came right up to me. He's like, Tony, I'm like, Chris Plano, you know, and we stood there and yeah, talked a little bit. Yeah, that was wild, man. That, yeah. was, that was wild. And, dude, I know, hey, if you if you held those tickets up out front, you'd have 15 girls. Man, <laughs> I know. Like, all you need would be a cigar in your mouth. Right, yeah, <laughs> Big Daddy Cool right there. Uh, but, but, but one of the things that sticks out the most to me about that concert, Chris, was mm-hmm. – um, and, and I'm really trying hard because I, I used to see Poison every summer. There, but I believe that that was the year that they had Slaughter, Quiet Riot. Mm-hmm. It was Slaughter, yep. Quiet Riot, 
And there was there was one of the faster pussycat. Faster pussycat. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fa- I, I couldn't remember who, who the who the fourth one was uh, because they had four bands that day. Uh, but you're right. It was faster pussycat. Um, slot. No, no. It was quiet riot. Warrant. Um, and uh, was it Cinderella. No Cinderella. Cinderella. That's it. You're right. Yeah. It was it was quiet riot. Uh, Warrant Cinderella and Poison. All four of those on that on that bill, and uh, and and I got to see it for free, and I made a hundred bucks. So uh, it was a good night. And then <laughs> a crazy thing, and I know we're kind of getting off this podcast, but this is a funny story. I ran into you, ran into a couple other people, um, ran into my old crazy friend Alton. He was there too. Um, but after the show, we we left and drove about fifteen about fifteen minutes away from the from the from the. Um, uh, the uh, the the uh, stadium or not stadium but mm-hmm. the amphitheater, uh, nice. And and we went to a um, Waffle House, and there was a shit ton of people there from the concert because it was all wearing poison shirts, right? And um, let me rewind it. So while while we're at the show, um, I managed to get several girls to. Well, let's just say I was being Tommy Lee, okay? I was getting all these, all these. Chi- I was getting, Chris, I had these chicks in the. Uh, every time I'd see a girl, I'd say, "Flash me," and they'd flash us, right? And yeah. So we we get to the um, we uh get to the Waffle House. The place is packed. Everybody's there wearing poison t shirts. So we walk in and. And uh, the the these couple girls start looking at, at at us, and so I'm trying to kayfabe them, right? I'm trying not to pay them attention. Uh-huh. And uh, so um, anyway, the one chick comes over and she's like, "Hey, I saw you at the Poison show," and I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I, I, I said, "I said what what gave you that idea?" And of course, at the time, I had long hair, and uh, and and she, and she made a she made a comment that that well, we all all four of us had long hair. But she made a comment that uh, that our that that she didn't understand how we were men. Uh, well, she didn't say men. She said guys. Uh, how we were guys, but had had such great hair. And uh, I said, well, you know, I said we know how to take care of our stuff. And uh, and so, anyways, mm-hmm. she she left. They left, and of course, and they were drunk. Uh, they left, and I'm sitting there eating my um, my hash browns. And I look up at the window, and the two chicks came up to the window and flashed us and put their boobs up to the window, and everybody in the Waffle House was going nuts. <laughs> like, and my my friend Kenny's like, dude, you had girls flashing us at the show. You got girls flashing us at the Waffle House. Nobody ever, nobody will ever believe this story. And I said, yeah, but here's where the big trouble came in. At of course, I was taking uh-huh. I was taking pictures of all this. Um. And at the time, uh, here's here, here's some dirt on on me. Uh, at the time, I was married to I was married to a preacher's daughter, right, Chris? Oh so, Lord! And of course, this this is like you said, early two thousand. So smartphones were not out, camera phones were not out yet. Um, so I had like this little thirty five millimeter camera, and when I get the girl to flash, boom, I take a picture. And um, so, and again, going back, I'm a traveling salesman. So uh, I throw the camera in my closet when I get back in town and forget about it. Two months go by. uh, I I come home from work, and my wife's pissed at me, and I couldn't understand why. And then she told me, hey, I was trying to do something nice for you. I took this um, camera of yours to Walmart, and a girl from our church was – uh, girl from the church was developing the film, and she develops it. She's like, I don't know if you want to see these pictures. She's like, What do you mean? And she's like, Well, there, there's a bunch of girls with their shirts off. And my ex wife was like, What? And I was like, Oh, that wasn't me. Mark and Kenny took those pictures. They had my, they had my camera. And she's like, Really? How how is that possible when you're posing with one of these girls? <laughs> oh so man, that was oh. that was the well, beginning. That was the beginning of the uh, of the downward spiral of the divorce. <laughs> oh man, she's putting you in the figure four leg lock, pretty much. <laughs> man, but hey, but I was living out the poison song. Nothing but a good time. Hey, you baby. were you were you were you were living out the dream, living and other people that will live vicariously through you. That's right. That's right. I <laughs> had a good time. 
But uh, Tony, I, you know, I don't know if those days. I, I still think those days are somewhat like it today, but not like you know, like it used to be back in no, the day. It's not like no, it used to be. No, no, no. The no. Girls, now it's like an act of Congress. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you know, times have definitely changed, and and maybe next week we'll do a podcast on that. Uh, as far as like groupies, uh, are 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 groupies still coming to the shows? Um, I, I, I don't know if they are. I mean, um, maybe, but um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think the groupies still do come to the show. I think the groupies are just in a different age bracket <laughs> yeah, now yeah. versus 20, 30 years ago. And I think the younger groupies that do come, I mean, Tony now with, 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 with social media and everything else, the whole game is, has, uh, has, has changed, man. You know, you know, you know, people don't want to, you know, you and I, Back in the day, we we coveted for autographs, anything. Now today, they just want to. They don't even want the damn autograph. They just want no. a picture. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it, 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 they're a selfie. That's it. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll take an autograph. Don't get me wrong, but they want the picture. So yeah, you know that 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 part has changed. And you know, I think the I think the take on our groupies are. Are, are at our age or who knows, they might be even older than us, Tony, a little bit as well. Yeah. And maybe not as energetic as they once, once were, but, um, I'm looking forward to the tour. Uh, it's going to be a great tour. Um, I think you have to go on an open mind, uh, yeah. on this tour that they're going to play the set times that they have and enjoy it and take it all in. And if you can leave saying, I got my money's worth, uh, that that's all you can ask for. And, and I have a gut feeling, a gut feeling you'll see these bands come around again after this tour with maybe the big question mark over Motley Cruz head. But I, I think as far as the other three bands go, I think you probably will see them back out on the road again in 2023. And I, I would say definitely by 2024 at some capacity. Yeah, I agree. Um, getting back to, uh, and I know I went on a long rant, but um, getting back yeah. to uh, best tour. So Def Leppard. Well, yeah. When 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 uh, when uh, you went and saw Def Leppard, when when what what do you think? What do you think was the best uh, the best show you saw? God, Tony, I've seen them so many times. Jesus, what tour would Def Leppard be? Um. God, I mean, I loved them when they toured with Poison at one time. Yeah, uh, you know that that tour was a great tour. I saw uh, they toured with Motley Crue too, as well. I believe yeah. Uh, yeah. at one at one point. Um, you know, uh, I would say I would have to say those two tours um, would have to be my Def Leppard favorite. Uh, unfortunately. You know, I would have loved to have been on like the Hysteria tour. <laughs> I think yeah. that might have been the greatest tour they ever well, they ever did. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, you know. And, and you know, Chris, when you say that, exactly what I was what I was about to say. I was going to say, um, if if I could choose which which tour to go see Def Leppard, I definitely would have loved to see them on the Hysteria tour because that 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 was the tour that introduced me to Def Leppard because up. Uh, up right. until that point, I really—I mean, I probably heard them, but didn't know because um, I was—I was young. But uh, Hysteria, uh, Love Bites was was like was like one of the most played right. videos on MTV. Uh, right. and, and incidentally, a lot of people may not know this, but um, I got my ear my ear pierced when I was in the um, uh, I guess seventh grade, eighth grade, um, and mm-hmm. the reason being was because of the pour some sugar on me video i see that 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 joe elliott had his ear pierced and he had a he had a pretty cool mullet uh not quite as cool as mine but but he had a cool mullet and i'm like i think i'm gonna get my ear pierced i'm I'm gonna be like this guy and i had the pants uh slashed up and i remember i I went out and bought some men's underwear that were like snake skin and i was wearing those underneath the the jeans and i'd cut a hole where you could kind of see the underwear man i thought i was a rock star when i was in eighth grade and uh and and a lot lot and a lot of the girls thought it was too (laughs) but but um but anyway uh I'm, i'm with you uh Hysteria would would have been my favorite if I could have saw that, um, but I saw them with the same time you did with Poison, uh, and I I thought they put on a pretty good show. Uh, now uh, right. we we won't talk about Joan Jett um, because you know she, I mean not, nothing is Joan Jett, but um, I I I only saw her one time. Uh, I think I saw her one one, one time and I um 
So yeah, I saw her one time like four or five years ago. She was touring with I think Sticks and uh, Tesla, maybe okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah I want to say I, I that was like, and that that's when she was doing the Ronda Rousey kind of yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah song and all that stuff in right. rebellion. Yep. Um, you, you, you know, you know, you know, you heard, heard her, heard her a few hits. I mean, it was a Joan Jett crowd. I mean, yeah, you know, opener as well. Her, but, um, um, uh, my, you know. I, I, I guess, I guess my, my, um, my only song that I like by Joan Jett and, and, and is, um, uh, I hate myself for loving you. Um, right. Well, you know, that, that song came out when I was in middle school about the same time as love bites. And uh, my my friend and I uh, in high, in middle school we used to change the words around, and uh, we we have fun with that. But uh, now uh, finally, uh, Motley Crue best tour that you ever saw Motley Crue on. I mean, Tony, I'm 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 gonna go. Ah, oh, God, I mean, there's just so. I mean, darn, I'm torn. I'm I, I'm torn. Okay, top, because of the top final three. tour, I, top three, I, top three, top three favorite. Molly I'm going to say Crew Fest. Yes, the final tour has got to be in there. Yeah, uh, but man, I'm going to go Carnival of Sins. Yes, I that love that one. tour. It was theatrical. Mm-hmm. You, it, they, there was a lot of fireworks, a lot of pyro. Um, um, a lot of a lot of female dancers and 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 uh, the the theme the Carnival of Sins theme to work for them and how they portrayed the Ringling Brothers act yeah and they played for like two and a half hours and you heard everything on that tour which Motley Crue doesn't do that anymore like they were playing songs like Glitter and and stuff that you will never hear them see yeah or hear them play today so I I really thought I caught a tour in that where it was truly Motley Crue all night. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it was a great tour for me. And I remember Chris, when I went to that tour, uh, they, uh, they, they cut the, it actually had two names. Uh, it, it was called, uh, they were, they were promoting the red, white and crew, um, right. A greatest hits album, but they were, they were calling it the carnival of sins. Uh, but I remember getting there. This, this was a tour where Tommy had just came back. Now we got the original Motley Crue finally got them all back together again. Right. Um, and they had no, no supporting act. It was just Motley Crue. There, there was no opening band. It was just them. No. And like you said, they played for three hours. Uh, now 45 minutes of it was Tommy Lee's TD cam. And I, but I, I, I wasn't upset at all. I wasn't upset. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> Tony, it went beyond, the booby cam. Uh, yeah. I heard a couple of shows. Dude, uh, dude. We, I can't use the word on the air, but, did, uh, did, uh, uh, let me ask you this. Did, which, which, which show did you see? Did, did you see Greensboro? Oh no, I saw several. Oh, Tony. I oh. saw uh, several. I saw Greensboro. I saw DC, uh, that tour. I had other I had friends in other areas that I went to. I want to say I saw them, um, uh, in Columbia, South Carolina Columbia. as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So there were several, I saw it several times on the tour. So I knew and one of them, when it went from the booby camp to something else, I knew that wasn't part of the show, but he went yeah. with the flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the show that, that was Greensboro. And, mm-hmm. and on that night, dude, I, for 45 minutes, he yeah, might have been Greensboro too. Yeah. Yeah. 45 minutes. He takes the camera through the whole Coliseum and he put on, if, if, if he put the, if he put the camera on a chick, the boobs came out except for the one chick that, that was wearing like American flag tank top. And he, mm-hmm. put, he put them on her and she said, no, I'm not doing it. He says, Oh, come on girl. He goes, here's your 50 minutes of fame. I said, hell yeah. And, oh, uh, man. and then, and then he goes to the front row, uh, and gets the, the mother daughter team. And then the, like you said, it, it went from, a this t- was unscripted. It was unscripted. It went from the TD cam to the, you know what cam. Right. And, uh, and that 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 girl held she she held and and the, and the person I was with I told him I said listen that girl was getting a backstage pass and her and Tommy Lee are having some fun tonight I can tell you I can promise you that that's happening mm-hmm. 
Um, but but yeah, so 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 my my top three would would have would have been um, Doctor Feelgood because that was the very first Motley Crue show right. that I got to attend. Uh, my next one would be Carnival of Sins, and a, l- a lot of them were re- really good. But I'll have to go with the final tour just because, or, or the final show, uh, just because that was it. You know that 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 was them saying their goodbyes, and and it was such an emotional night to take place in Hollywood or Los Angeles, um, and a lot of stars were there. Uh, a, a a couple of famous wrestlers were there. Chris, uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler was there dressed like Vince Neil. And he walked right past me, and I didn't even freaking know it was him. I was like, uh-huh. you know, later on, I, when, when I saw the pictures, I'm like, oh, I saw him. Wow. So a great experience. Right. Um, but but I really think that 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 this uh, this stadium tour has finally taken place. Uh, we're we're going to be able to see it here in Charlotte in the next couple of weeks. And uh, and I, I absolutely cannot wait. We're uh, going to be uh, tailgating there in the parking lot doing a um a live broadcast um there as well and it's it's going to be a definite good time uh and and absolutely and chris it, it's right now that with with the covid you know finally passing by things opening back up finally tours are happening uh man i'm, I'm trying to go to every concert i can i end up um you know a, a lot of people may not know this about me uh, I know everybody listens to this show knows I love Motley Crue. Uh, what you may not know is my favorite country artist is Hank Williams Jr. And he's going to be in Greensboro um, the Friday the the Friday before uh, Motley Crue comes to Charlotte. So I'm I'm going to be seeing two concerts uh, in the same week. And what's so crazy, Chris, is I'm sitting about the same spot. Uh, for for both concerts, I'm I'm on the seventh row for Motley Crue. I'm on the fifth. Uh, I'm on the sixth row for Hank Williams Jr. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, to get your ears ready. Get them well rested. Oh man, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I'm I'm going to be deaf uh, for a couple of days, but it's going to be worth it. Uh, and and Chris, when we when we get off the air, go go on that web, go on that Facebook page and check out that stage, that little sneak peek of the stage. Yes, I definitely that will. That thing is going. It looks awesome. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. We'll have a further update next week for the fans leading into the Charlotte show and the future shows. And we'll keep talking about this for several months. Excited to see what the set lists are going to look like. They're going to tweak them probably as they go along. Hey, but the bands are back out. Concerts are out. It's time to get out. It's summertime. Whether you're going to check out a local band, Tony, you know, a small amphitheater, a big outdoor amphitheater or a stadium uh, tour or, you know, or anything in between, get on out. The bands are torn and it's a great night of entertainment. It definitely is. And I cannot wait. I'm, uh, Chris, I'm, I might end up maxing out all my credit cards, getting these shirts, man. I don't, I don't, I'm ready. <laughs> Tony, I'm telling you, I think I might be right, 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 right behind you. But, uh, yeah, there'll be plenty of shirts to be had both inside and, as you know, outside the facility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, well. now, now, fans, I will tell you this: um, uh, this this is this is a uh, a word of advice from Chris and I. Um, if you plan on buying uh, shirts at the, on the stadium tour, make sure that you get your shirts when you first walk in the door, because I assure you, those things are gonna be sold out when when you get ready to leave. Because that's what happened to me oh, yeah. at the final at the final show. I went in. I said, "I'll buy a shirt on my way out," and there was there wasn't any. So, um, so anyway, make if you're gonna get a shirt, make sure you get it on your way in. Uh, get them souvenirs. Get those gimmicks, man. Uh, going in the door. Don't don't wait going out because they may not be there. Yeah, I'm telling you, Tony, especially when it comes to the women's sizes. Yeah. Big time, smalls and mediums, man. Those things get scooped up when those girls. When they want it, they want it. And that's how, you know, how it goes. Yep. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, because you, you wait to the end, you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, things are still a little crazy right now. We're still coming out of some things here, but you know, don't take anything for granted. If you see it in front of you, grab it. And Hey, if you're hitting any of these summer shows, any of them, and it's hot out, stay hydrated, have a good time. Wear light clothing. Take it easy out there and just, just take it all in and, you know, pace yourself because some of these shows are, are definitely some marathons. 
Yeah, definitely so. And and the and the deal, especially with this one, the stadium tour, uh, it's going to be outside Charlotte. Well, not not just Charlotte, but every, everywhere outside. Uh, and now that now we're getting into the summer months, especially here in the Carolinas, uh, I think it's going to be close to 100 degrees uh, over the next couple of days. So you definitely mm-hmm. don't want to be out there in that mess. So make sure you stay hydrated. Drink drink lots of beer, and you'll be fine. Lots of beer, and 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 you know, hey. A bottle of water or two along the way does, doesn't hurt either. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So we're good. Hey, even a Red Bull doesn't hurt either man, <laughs> along the way. Listen, I know that the night of the stadium tour, I'm going to have my share of all three of those, the beer, the the uh, the uh, Red Bull, and the uh, the water. And who knows what else I might consume while I'm there. You better watch out. Um, that's but, right. But, uh, but anyway, man, Chris, what a great show uh i'm pumped for the stadium tour i know you are and yeah, I'm uh, next ready. week is going to be awesome because next week's show fans we're we're chris and i are going to break down because because by next week we'll we'll you know they'll, they'll they, they they will have played a couple of shows so we will be able to break down the set list and kind of see if 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 they've added some surprises along the way uh i'm excited to uh to find out what that's going to be Absolutely, Tony. I'm pumped up. The bands are pumped up. It's summertime. It, it, it's time to just have a good time. And, uh, boy, I, I can't wait. We're about 12 days away from the Charlotte show, 13 days away. And uh, it'll be here before you know it. And, uh, you know, and so many other bands tour and just get out there. Dude, there's really something for everyone. That they, they, they definitely they definitely is. And it's uh. It's definitely a time to get out there. We, we we've been set down and shut up and blocked down for two years, man. It is time to get out there, be a live wire, uh, be have nothing but a good time, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to do. But have it. I mean, enjoy yourself. Get out there and enjoy it, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I look forward to spending some time with you uh, at Bank of America Stadium, both uh, pre-show and. During the show, I'm sure we can catch up during between sets as well, and uh, and I'm sure who knows there might be an after party or two around around the city as well. I'm t- I'm telling you, we we are in Flair Country, y'all, and you know, uh, with him, party all night long, and that's what it's going to be mm-hmm. there in Charlotte uh, on uh, on June the. Uh, uh, what, what is the date, Chris? June the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Tuesday yeah, 20th. night, last yep. Tuesday in June. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Well, fans, uh, thank you for joining us on our show this week. Make sure you go like our Facebook page. Uh, there, the, I know I don't update it very often, but uh, but but still like it because you never know. Chris and I might might throw out a, a live feed and you'll be able to see us and uh, all that good stuff. So. Uh, make sure you, you do that, and we will see you next week right here on the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.